got to do this. Um, Ray says colorful. <laughs> you have no idea. Uh, this week, I was at work, and normally I don't look at my, well, I look at my cell phone, but I'm not like, okay, if somebody calls me, I'll call them back later on. It's kind of weird when your pastor's wife sends you a text and says, please call Ray, and then about five seconds later, you get another text that says, can you call me, please? You're thinking, okay, what's going on, what's going on? So I'm like, hey, I gotta go, I go out to the break room, and I call, and Ray starts out with, guess what? I called somebody about 10 minutes, or I sent somebody a text about 10 minutes ago and said, can you call me? And this person responded back with something like, who are you? Now, if you know me, you know I'm a big jokester. You know I will joke with you. I will cut a joke with you in a minute. I don't care who you are. And so I'm always joking with Ray and David and the rest of them. And he decided that I was joking with him. And he says, you know who I am. This is Ray, pastor of Open Heavens Church. You know me, you know, whatever. And the person responds back, I don't know you. (laughs) I laughed because that would be something I would do. And I thought, okay, race, you know, tech stalking people or whatever. And I thought, you know what, but it would be amazing if that person actually showed up at Open Heavens to figure out who is this guy that's texting me? I don't know who this person is. So, all right, so let's just pray. I, I, oh man, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. You silence fear. God, you bring your dark, you just, you scatter darkness, God. It doesn't just tremble, it scatters at your name. It scatters at the authority that you come bringing forth. It scatters at just who you are. (laughs) Demons tremble. I I was teaching the kids last week, and that lesson of the man that had the the demons, and you didn't even have to say a word. You walked on the shore, and he recognized your authority. He recognized your presence, and he fell before you, and he said, Oh, Jesus, Son of God, oh, Jesus. And you had to tell him, You know what? Be quiet. It's not your time yet. It's not your time yet. Lord, we have that same authority. We have that same ability. We have that same identity that when we walk in places, demons don't just tremble. They say, oh, wait, you're Jesus. You've got the glory of Jesus on you. I can't stand here. Please don't cast me out of this region, but please send me over there. They have to leave because we speak with your authority, Jesus. We speak with your honor. So, Father, right now, as I come and I stand here, I say, Jesus, you speak. You speak. It's not me. It has nothing to do with Cherie. It has nothing to do with anything that I have to say, but it's all for your glory, God. It is all for your honor. So, Holy Spirit, I just say, come. Come, Holy Spirit. You are in control. We honor you. We exalt you. We lift you high. We magnify your name, and we say, you are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy, Jesus. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. Jesus, Jesus. It's awesome. Um, What's up? No, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> I had David. I asked David last night, can you come do I exalt thee? I don't sense it's going that way. There's, it's been just one of those moments where Holy Spirit's like, okay, maybe this, maybe that. But this is, this is what I feel like he's telling me to share. Um, before I get started, there's something that um, I want to do. I've been watching a lot of Sean Bowles over the past couple of weeks. I don't think I'm saying his name right. Um, and he walks in the ministry of words of knowledge the ministry of discernment. And there's just, there's a part of me that has always been prophetic. I've always had words that, you know, are encouraging and that speak life, but I also want the spirit of discernment. I also want to have words of knowledge. I want to be able to speak into people's lives, into their existence, and see it change. Not because I want, you know, it's Cherie, but because I want Jesus to be glorified. And so as um, I'm sitting here and I'm praying and I'm thinking, okay, Holy Spirit, are you going this way? And he says, no. 
there's a word. There's somebody in here, and I don't know who it is, um, and I may not be doing it the way Sean Bowles does it, but this is me. I'm Sheree. I'm not Sean. Um, but there's somebody in here that has felt for years that God has rejected them, that God has abandoned them, that because of the sin that they were in or because of their lifestyle or the choices that they made, God could never love them. God could never forgive them. God could never see past that and to reach into their lives. And I'm here to tell you that's not true. That is not true. The word of God says that is not true. He loves you. He loves you. And in Isaiah, um, in Isaiah, oh gosh, Isaiah 49, verse 15, this is his word. This is his word. You know, in, uh, verse thir- in verse 14, it starts off, yet Jerusalem says the Lord has deserted us. The Lord has forgotten us. How many of you guys feel that? Somebody feels that. God has forgotten me. Verse 15 says, never can a mother forget her nursing child. Can she feel no more love for the child she has born? But even if that were possible, I will not forget you. That's not just God's words to the Jerusalem or to the Israelites. That's God's word to you. I want you to embrace that. Later on in the verse, it says that he has written you in the palm of his hand. I have a tattoo. I don't know how many of you guys have tattoos. There's a permanent marking on your body that even if you were to go to have it surgically removed, it's always there. God's got you tattooed on his hand. He's inked with you. He's inked with who you are. It's never going to come off. It is never going to come off. So please do not feel rejected. Do not feel that God does not love you. He loves you unconditionally, without reservation. He loved you so much, he sent his son to the cross to die for you. That's love. That is love. That is love. Amen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay. This is, this is the word that I got. I got the word identity theft. Hmm. Okay. What does that mean? Identity theft. We all know what that means. Somebody has robbed your identity. Somebody has said, ooh, I want to be Megan. So I'm going to take her identity and I'm going to go do whatever I want with it. But it's not necessarily identity theft if you give your identity away. Hmm. Think about it. You can say that um, God calls you righteous. He calls you just. He calls you true. He says that you are holy. He says that you are favored. He says that you are blessed. He says that you are anointed. He says all these things about you, but because you know your dirt, because I know my dirt, we choose to say, I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. I'm not forgiven. I'm never going to be good enough. I'm never going to be sound enough. Or we have people tell us, well, you're just not good enough. Mm. Okay, who are you? You're not God. Okay. You have the enemy telling you, oh, but remember when you did this. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. That's not good enough to be in the house of God. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Remember when you did that? That's not good enough. Who are you? That's the enemy. That is not how God sees you. That is not what God says about you. Why are you going to let him steal your identity? Why are you going to let him steal what God says about you? What are the words that he speaks over you? What are the words that he declares over you? What are the words that you're going to embrace? I'm going to share a little bit about um, what's happened to me in the past, probably about four or five months. Um, Many of you guys know, or many of you may not know, that I had um, a couple of diagnoses that bothered me. Um, I went to the doctor, found out that I had um, a cyst on one of my ovaries and a nine-centimeter fibroid on my uterus. For those of you that don't know what that means, 
according to medical technology, the only way to get rid of the fibroid on my uterus is to have a hysterectomy. I'm 45 years old. I'm not married. I don't have kids. My greatest, not my greatest desire, but one of my greatest dreams is to be married and to have children. How many of you guys know that that diagnosis is an attack on my identity as a woman? Is an attack on my identity as a mother? As an attack on my identity as a wife? Okay? That broke my heart. You know, the doctor said there might be cancer on the cyst. That didn't bother me. I thought, there's no cancer. Cancer what? Cancer's some answers. That's not it. But when you speak to taking out my reproductive organs, that speaks to my identity as a woman. <laughs> no. No. I'm not going to stand for that. I am not going to stand for that. I told my elders. I told my friends. I said, this is what's going on. And the words kept coming, no, 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 no. And you know what? I said, you know what, Satan? No. You're not getting this. You are not taking away my identity. You are not taking away what God has spoken. Because many, many, many years ago, many years ago, the prophetic word came that said, you're going to be a great mom. I don't take that to mean just having spiritual kids or having adopted kids or having other kids. I'm taking it as the kids that come from my very womb. Those are my kids. Those other people's kids are my kids too, but those are my kids. So to say that I can't have kids, that's a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell, and that's going back. I'm not accepting that. So how many lies have you been given that you say, well, maybe it's true. Maybe... I should just walk with that. No, you don't have to walk with that. You don't have to accept it. You don't have to receive what they're saying, even if in the natural, it looks like it's something that needs to be considered or taken. You don't have to accept it. Another thing that happened, so Satan couldn't get my joy. He couldn't steal my, um, my peace, my identity in that way. So, hold on. Sorry. I, um... About two, three months ago, I had spent some time communicating with a gentleman over text. Um, I was like, okay, I went on a singles website. I'm like, okay, you know, let's try this out, see what's going on. And what I thought was going to be something so good, I was like laughing, I was giggling. Jerry was in the house, and she could hear me giggling in the kitchen, and I know she was like, oh, you know, I felt like a woman. I felt girly. I was like, oh, okay, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And then it turned out not to be. And I thought... First thoughts were, okay, first of all, after I got over being mad that it wasn't what I thought, my second thought was, what's wrong with me? Why can't I find somebody who wants to be with me? Why can't I see somebody who wants to accept me for the way that I am? And the Holy Spirit said, no, 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 no. Just because he's not it doesn't mean there's not one out there. I've got one. I've got one. That Don't let that affect who you are. That is, just because this person turned out to be a liar doesn't mean that you're not worthy of somebody who's going to love you unconditionally. Do not let the lie that somebody else told affect the way that you see yourself. Do not affect the lie that somebody else told affect the way that you carry yourself. Do not, do not let the fact that somebody else decided that they couldn't get over on you make you feel like a fool. You're a conqueror. You're victorious. It's like, oh, okay. All right, let's get back out there again. All right, Holy Spirit, we got this. It's me and you. It's me and you. We got this. We're on. We're on. We're on. And then Ray asked me to speak. Ooh. Wow, I got to have it all together. Wow, I'm nervous. Um, okay, yeah. Holy Spirit gave me a word. I was like, yeah, I was writing it all down, writing it all down. 
Time goes on, time goes on. Bam, you're not worthy. Bam, are you really sure that's what God wants you to say? Bam, 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 tough word, bam. Oh, look it, ah, you're not joyful. What happened to all that joy you had back then? Bam, what happened to all that dancing you were doing? Bam, oh, look, you're too old. Look at you can't even dance because your knees are not going to let you dance. Bam, 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 bam. And I'm sitting there, and I'm seeing this, and even just this week, just little darts, little darts, little darts. Oh, I'm nauseous. I'm sick. I can't go to work. Oh, my gosh, Jesus, I, I've got a headache. Oh, what is going on? Oh, you know what? I know what this is. This is nothing but the attack of the enemy. This is nothing but the attack of the enemy. You know what? I'm covered. I'm protected. I'm protected. Why? Because I know who I am. I know the authority that he has placed in me. So while I may not be like, mm, come on. I'm going to box you out, devil. We're going to box. We're going to box. I stand there and I say, you know what, Jesus, you got it. You're my covering. You're my protector. You're my healer. You are my salvation. You are my rock. I, I fall behind you. You're my shield. I've got your word and your word is my buckler. Your word is my stronghold. I know who I am. My challenge to you is, do you know who you are? Are you going to continue to walk in the identity that the world gives you? Hi, you're not a good enough athlete. You're not a good enough mom. You're not a good enough dad. Oh, look at that. You said a bad word yesterday. What kind of Christian are you? Oh, you went off on that person in the drugstore line. What kind of Christian, what kind of Christian are you? Mm, okay. Oh, you had a bad thought. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. God can never love you for that. <gasps> You've got a record? <gasps> you used to watch pornography? <gasps> You stole something? You had hate in your heart for that person? Ooh, mm-mm, sorry, God's never going to love you. Is that what he says in his word? No, that is nowhere in his word. That is nowhere in his word. He tells you, yes, those are sins, and he wants you to let them go, but that's not going to change his love for you. It's not going to change the way he sees you. It's not going to change the way he deals with you. He deals with you with love. He deals with you with compassion. He deals with you with gentleness and grace. He does not come across to you and say, you bad, rotten person, you should not have done that. You horrible, horrible person. You horrible, horrible person. Don't ever do that again. And then when you do that, you can come back to me and then we'll talk. That's not what he says. That's not the kind of God that we serve. That is not the kind of God that we serve. My identity as a daughter to him was so based on, okay, God, um... I'm sorry I messed up. Can you please forgive me? I watched something I shouldn't have. I said something I shouldn't have. I did something I shouldn't have. I am so sorry. I am so, so sorry. And he's going, for what? It's gone. What are you talking about? I don't remember that. You, you really? Oh, whatever. We, we, ain't, we ain't got time for that. We're done with that. We're done with that. And then when I'm doing this supplicant kind of, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm still waiting for the bam, 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 bam. Bam, 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 because in the natural, that's what we've come to expect. When we confess that we've done something wrong, we've come to expect somebody to come and say, you bad, bad person. You bad, bad person. Don't you ever do that again. I'm so ashamed of you. I'm so disappointed in you. That's not who God is. That's not God's nature. He comes and he says, I love you. Okay, yes, I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. Come on. Let's, we can work through this together. We can work through this together. It doesn't matter. We can work through this together. Trust in me. We can work through this together. Yes, I know it's hard, but trust in me. Lean in me. Every song that we've sung today, everything that we've heard today has been talking about walking in that freedom. You can't walk in that freedom if you don't know that that's your identity, is to be free. 
Your identity is not to be held captive. Your identity is not to be ashamed of what's happened. Your identity is not to be dismayed about things that you can't control. Your identity is to walk in freedom. Your identity is to walk in love. Your identity is to walk in truth. Your identity is to walk in forgiveness. Your identity is to walk in the the authority that God has given you. Your identity is to walk in the freedom and the joy and the grace that he gives you. And I keep hitting on the word freedom because somebody needs to understand they can be free. It doesn't matter what you've done. You can be free. He's good. He is good. Yes, there are consequences for the choices that you make, but it does not affect the fact that he is good. It does not affect the fact that your relationship and your identity are who you are. It does not affect any of that. You are who you are in him. Take hold of that. And it's a choice. Like Ray was saying, it's a choice. You can choose to accept it or you can choose to reject it. You can say, well, you know what? I'm not worthy enough. And you know what? In yourself, you're not. But because of Christ, you are. So if you choose to accept that, you know what? Because of Christ, I'm worthy. Then you can begin to walk in that. Is everything going to be smooth sailing? Are you going to be walking through the fields of grace? Going, la, 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 la. No. Things are going to get hard. But there is a joy that comes when you accept the fact that, you know what, I'm free, that he loves me, and that I don't have to carry this on my own, that I don't have to walk through this on my own. There is such a freedom that comes with that. There's such a joy that even when things get rough, even when the doctor tells you you have to have a hysterectomy, even when this guy says that, oh, I love you, but then rejects you, even when Satan attacks you before you get ready to share, even when your boss is yelling at you for something that you didn't do, even when you know that you've made some stupid choices and you're in this place where you're like, ah, it's not going to affect you because you've got Jesus. He's right there in the middle of it with you, and he says, I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. Keep going, keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. I got you, I got you. I I, I had this... um, I went to Tennessee probably about two months ago, like the beginning of July. And on the way there, as soon as I hit like the Tennessee border, it was like horrible rain. I'm not really a skittish driver, but when it's sheeting rain and you can't see, I freak out. I got to pull over. And as I'm sitting there and I'm pulling over and I'm like, okay, Lord, so I'm sitting here, it's me and you. Let's deal with this. And I'm looking out and it's like this word came and the word was, you know what? You're in the storm. Sometimes you're going to be in the storm. Sometimes there's going to be a point in that storm where it's going to get too hard, and you're just going to have to sit there and say, okay, we're going to wait it out. Okay? All right, so I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait it out. But then there's a point where you realize, oh, wait, the storm's not leaving. It's not going anywhere, and I can't keep sitting here. I can't keep being still. I can't keep waiting for it to pass because evidently it's not passing. So I'm going to go. So you get back on the road and you go. And the only, sometimes the only thing that you can see ahead of you is like just the promise of light. It's not even true light. It's not even true clarity. It's just the promise of it right there. If you know who you are and you know what the authority and the identity that you have in your relationship with God, you can go with confidence knowing that I'm going to hit that light. I may not hit it within the next five minutes, but I'm going to get to that point where the clouds are gone and the rain's gone and I'm walking, and I'm smoothing, and I'm sailing with God, and I'm in the shadow, I'm in the rain, I'm on the mountain, or the mountaintop, as we like to say, you know, you're no longer in the valley of the rain, but you're walking on the mountain, or you're driving on that road, and it's clear, and the sun is shining, but you got to get through there, but if you don't know who you are, if you don't embrace your identity in Christ, if you don't embrace what he has placed in you, and trust him to lead you, 
You're going to be like... What, what, oh, okay, that car's a little too close. I can't see. I can't see. Oh, God, please don't let anybody hit me. Oh, please don't let anybody hit me. Instead of going, what's up? Yeah, okay, okay, I'm driving. This is how I drive. Yeah, okay, 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 yeah, all right, I got this. Okay, Jesus, I got this. The wisdom is, and I, and I was sharing this with Claire, and she, she brought out a good point. The wisdom is, is that when you're going through this, to know which storm it is. And you won't know which storm it is if you don't have your relationship with God on the right track. If you don't know who you are, you can't say, okay, Lord, am I supposed to sit here and let you say, peace, be still, and calm the storm? Or am I supposed to go through this storm and say, okay, Lord, I got my eyes on the light. I don't care what's happening over here. I don't care about the thunder. I don't care about the 18 wheelers on either side of me. I'm driving straight and I'm keeping my focus on you. You show me where to go. And if you tell me I need to get over into the next lane, then I'm going to get into the next lane. If I need to stay in this lane, then I'm going to stay in this lane. Because your walk is never going to be the straight path. You're going to have turns. You're going to have little swerves. Sometimes you're going to have to, to miss something in the road. Or you're going to have to change lanes because something is closed. It doesn't matter if you don't have your identity, if you don't know who you are, if you don't have your relationship, you're going to miss it. And you're going to be walking and you're going to be driving through this stuff scared. There's just something about becoming confident in who you are. There's just something about embracing that confidence. God created us each different. Our relationships with him are different. I used to sit back and go, man, I just admire David. I just admire his relationship. Man, he's got such knowledge, such a wisdom. Man, he's just got such this, mm, and I would like that. I have that. It's in a different way. It's in a different way. He speaks to me differently than he speaks to David. He speaks to me differently than he speaks to Jerry or Claire or Megan or to my mom or anybody else. My relationship is completely different. I, he speaks through me through songs sometimes. I can be getting the strangest song. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Lord, really? All right. And then I'll share it, and somebody's going, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I'm going, okay, all right. But that's our relationship. But if you don't know that, if you're not free to embrace and walk in that, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it, and I'm asking, and I'm begging, and I'm pleading with you not to miss it. Not to listen to what the lies that the enemy has told you, that you've got to be a certain way. You know, you've got to be this kind of stand-up Christian, you know, everything's all together. You can't have any sin in your life. You have to be on the straight, narrow path. No bad thoughts, no bad judgments, no bad anything, na 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 You know, this straight-laced person. That's not who we are. We're flesh. We fail. We mess up. I mess up a lot. Believe me, ask Jerry. <laughs> not too loud, G. <laughs> I, I mess up. I am not a perfect person. I have insecurities. I, um, we did it, the Unshaken did it, Unshaken, sorry, sorry. That's going way back. Sorry, David. <laughs> Undignified did a dance last week, and I was supposed to dance in it. But because my body would not cooperate, I couldn't do it. I was ashamed. I was hurt. I was like, how am I supposed to be the director of this dance ministry and I can't dance these fast songs? That's not a God thought. That's not a thought that he placed in my mind. That's not a thought that God approves of. You know what? I'm awesome. I may not be able to do all the bending and jumping and hopping and scraping, but he is giving me abilities that go beyond that. So if somebody else has got to step in, somebody else steps in. It's all good. 
That's not who I am. I don't have to be everything. I don't have to have all my ducks in a row. I don't have to have everything all put together. That's not the way that he created me. If I did that, I wouldn't need him. You wouldn't need him. So it's okay. You know what? Mess up. Slip up. Fall. It's not going to change his love for you. It's not going to change the way he sees you. It's not going to change the way he relates to you. It's not going to change what he does for you. His love is not conditioned on whether or not you do everything right. All right, so Larry, you said five prayers this week. You treated your wife right. You talked to your kids. You're respectful to your boss. I think I'll bless you. Yeah, that's not the way God does it. Larry, mm, yeah, I heard what you said when you were in your thoughts. I, I, I heard... <laughs> I know, I know, I know you wanted, to, you wanted to cuss out your boss when he said that to you. Mm-hmm. I know you wanted to just look at your wife and shake her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know you snuck that Twinkie when you weren't supposed to either. Mm-hmm. I don't know any of this. Please believe me, I don't know any of this. So. But God says, I know all that, and I still love you. I still have blessings for you. I still have favor on you. You know what? You know what? You want to, you want to show you how much I love you? Man, here's $200, just because. You know what? Looks like you're out of gas. Let me pay your gas for you. You know what? You look like you need a smile. Let me give you something that's going to make you smile today. It's not conditioned on what we do. It's not a performance. It's not on whether or not we can do everything right all the time at all things. And I think that's where we get lost at as a people. We get lost at trying to make everything perfect because we want everything to be perfect, because we think we have to present this perfect person to the world when that's not it, because the world's not perfect. The world is not perfect. So if, we're pre- pre- if we are presenting perfection, they're going to reject it. But when we present our identity, you know what? I'm, I'm not perfect. I messed up. But my God still loves me. He still has this relationship with me. He's my dad. I can curl up on his lap at any time and say, Daddy, I love you. And he says, I love you too. Yes, I know you ate that Twinkie, but I still love you. Or yes, I know you cussed out your boss this week, but that's okay. I still love you. It doesn't change how he loves you. It doesn't change it. Holy Spirit, we ask that you speak to us who our identity in you is. We give you our failures. I don't care how many they are. Your shoulders are big enough to carry them. We give you our disappointments. Your heart's big enough to bear it. We give you our joy because your delight is large enough to embrace it. We give you our trust because you are faithful and will never let us down. We give you who we are and we ask that you speak to us, each of us, who we are in you. Show us our identity. Show us who we are. Show us the things that you have given us that we've given away to somebody else. Show us those things that we need to reclaim. And then show us those things that we have picked up that others have said, lies that we've told ourselves, deceptions that the enemy has put on us, and show us how to take them off. It's like a garment, you know. In Colossians, it talks about putting on a garment, um, like the garment of praise. Well, you know what? Show us how to put on the garment of our identity and to take off the garment of the garbage that everything else is giving us, that the world wants to give us. Help us to take off those garments of discouragement, of lies, of unworthiness, of not feeling good enough. 
of not, quote unquote, being good enough, of not measuring up, of not being pretty enough, of not being handsome enough, of not being a good enough mother, a good enough sister, a good enough daughter, a good enough husband, and put on the garment of I am loved. Through Christ, I can do all things. I am the apple of my father's eye. I am the delight of my daddy's heart, that he delights over me, that my daddy rejoices over me, that I am a beautiful treasure, that I am a wonderful creation, that my failures are not failures. They're just stepping stones to my victory. (laughs) You need to hear that again. Your failures are not failures. They're your stepping stones to your victory. They will only remain your failures if you allow them to. Those things that you put on, those lies that you're not good enough, those will only remain the truth according to you if you continue to embrace them. Let them go. Let them go. That's not who God created you to be. That is not what he delights in you over. That's not what his desire for you is. Let them go. Let them go. So Holy Spirit, we trust you. We say we will walk in your embrace. We will walk in the things that you have for us. We will allow you to rejoice over us. We will allow you to write us on the name of your heart and and just on the name on the palm of your hand and just curl up in your lap and say, look, there's my name on my daddy's hand. I'm in his heart. He loves me. And embrace it. And embrace it. And you know what? When you mess up, you know what? Acknowledge it and move on. It's all good. It doesn't change his love for you. It doesn't change how he sees you. So Holy Spirit, we embrace that. We embrace our new relationship with you, our new identity, and who you've called us to be. We've embra- we embrace your love, your truth. We embrace our authority in you, and we choose to walk in it. In Jesus' name. I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to have a time of prayer. Thank you, Father. And we get, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, Lord, for this amazing word. Lord, uh, the very foundation of who we are, being born into your kingdom, Lord, it's, it's the foundation of love. Lord, you, you founded the world on this, Lord. Father, I just thank you for this this anointed word. And Lord, this is what we build on. We build on love. There's a lot of things, a lot of ministries, a lot of a lot of church would like to make things out to be, but it is nothing without love. Nothing without it's just clanging cymbals. It's just noise. But God, when when the world experiences love things start to resound. They start to make sense. Father, we just thank you that you are, you are, you are building this house on love. You are building, Lord, we, love has a lot of different expressions, Lord, but the foundation of it, God, we just thank you for this word that is bringing us, bringing us into the connection of your heart. Lord, we weren't, we weren't the, the kingdom of God. It's not a corporation of God. We weren't brought into things where there's just positions and hires and new recruits and training and discipline and promotion and demotion. God, we're in a family. We're in a family, and there is no way a family even starts without the husband and wife loving one another. Without the children come from love. Lord, everything that your family, everything that your kingdom does stems from the connection the the uh, the evolving of love 
from your spirit. And for those of us, um, I just uh, I just had a, just a quick little thing, and I wanted Cherie to pray for some people today. But I just feel like some people, you were born into the into the corporation of God rather than the family of God. Like you just like you were kind of just herded right into the program. Like you had a moment, you're like, okay, what am I, what's going on? And like, you were just shuffled, shuffled into a room. You got your tag. Now you're a believer. Now you need this. Now you need this. And you never really grew into the connection and the love and the family of God. You weren't, you weren't held by your father at birth and loved and nurtured and called your name and been cooed, just loved on. You were, you were just tagged and started getting milked. But that's not the kingdom of God. And you never go, you never actually move into being herded like that. You stay loved. You stay fed. You stay, you're worth making more of. Father, Lord, as you are moving on our hearts this morning, Lord, as the Holy Spirit, Lord, if, if it bears witness with anyone, then they want to come in and say, Lord, I, I need to touch. I need to be touched by your heart. Lord, they're going to come forward this morning, and, and Cherie's going to put their hand, her hands on them. And your spirit is going to be transferred, the spirit of connection, spirit of love. You have grafted us in. Lord, you have been after our hearts. You're not after our actions. You're after our hearts. Lord, the things, they're, they're going to... They're going to fall in place. But if it's not built on love, it means nothing. Father, just erode away the memories of, and the old, that old style of what we have to do to get into your presence. Lord, you just, you tore the veil of that thinking and you said, I'm coming after you. We thank you. And if you need that experience this morning, if you want that connection, Sharice has an amazing anointing to just remove the, just that corporate kingdom mindset and brings you into the family mindset, the family of God. I don't know if that makes any sense to some of you, but you want that connection with the family. You want the mom-dad connection. Not the, not the boss-manager connection. And Jesus did not die so he could be your manager. He wants to release something out of you because you're worth investing in. So if you need prayer this morning, you have an amazing sister in the Lord who's going to introduce some love onto you. Amen? Let's all stand to our feet. And I'm going to pray, and she's going she's gonna to be praying right now. You can just make a line, because I know there's some people who just need a love connection. I like that. Yeah, the love connection. Love it. Y'all remember that show? I barely remember that show. But you got, there's going to be a love connection this morning. Do we have that theme music? That would be so cool. All right. Father, we just thank you for your presence, God. We thank you for just the connection into the heart of the Father. You have shown us, God. Your word said, 
If you've seen me, what Jesus said, if you've seen me, if you've been with me, you've been with the Father. God, we thank you that the same spirit that was on you it has been transferred and is on us this morning. And we could say to people, if you've been with us, you've been with the Father. Because we have that same spirit. The same spirit that was on Jesus is the same spirit. We didn't get an off-brand Holy Spirit. We got the very same Holy Spirit that was on Jesus, that was on him as he walked the earth, as he laid his hands on the sick, as they recovered, as he raised the dead, as he cast out demons, as he uplifted people. That's on us. And it's contagious. And when people touched Jesus, they were made whole. And as people touch Cherie today, they are going to be made whole because they have an issue in the blood and they're ready to have the blood of Christ wash them this morning. Father, we just thank you for connecting heaven to earth through your son, and it's been transferred onto us. In the name of Jesus, everybody said, amen. You guys, we thank you for being here, and tonight's going to be amazing testimony. Uh, Harold's going to be sharing tonight, so please come out at 530 and bring some food. We're going to have an awesome time of fellowship and family tonight. So come forward for prayer. Cherie's got something for you. You can see right now. In Jesus' name, love you guys.